With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work. To bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Guys, let's go ahead and, and get into it and talk about yesterday. Ike, for the record, guys, Ike's going to be the star of the show today. Uh, we, haven't, <laughs> we haven't heard a lot of his thoughts, and so I will be deferring to you to kind of get your, your feedback. You were in the booth. You were covering yeah. the game. Some people asked about where you were. I was definitely covering the game on the War Report's behalf. But let's talk about it. Auburn defeats Mercer to the tune of 42-16. And high level, I, we'll get into player of the game in just a second. But your thoughts on kind of what you saw in the booth. I think that it was a good game overall. I was pleased with what I was seeing. I feel like we came out and executed things that the the coaching staff wanted. First drive, we got points. Second drive, we got points. Like I just didn't see a lot of issues until we got to that third drive where it stalled out a little bit. And then the interception, of course, kind of took it downhill um, as far as the performance from the offensive standpoint. Because that entire drive, we had the holding call. We had the miscue on the um, throw up the sideline, and then we had the interception. It's just that drive was just not good overall from the offensive standpoint. Definitely like the change of pace presented by Robbie Ashford at quarterback. I like the inventive ways that we were getting him in the game and making sure we were utilizing his abilities. You got an opportunity to see him throw, and he did a great job when he was able to get in and do that. Javarius Johnson looked explosive. He was out there getting separation and making sure we had a deep threat over the top. Um, a lot of uh, ado or a lot of people were saying to myself included saying that Dawson was going to take that role as a, a slot receiver that was going to take the top off. Javarius Johnson proved, hey, I'm still out here ready to make plays. So I was definitely happy to see that um, offensive line. It was OK. It was good in spots. It was eh, in other spots. Right. Like there was still some work to do on the offensive line. Defensive line was a slightly disappointing for me. As far as pass rush is concerned, I haven't had an opportunity to go rewatch the tape, but I didn't feel as if they were dominant in their pass rush. It was it's difficult because you have a mobile quarterback, but at the same time, there is, you know, there's rushing lanes that you have to make sure that you're maintaining. I just didn't feel like the pass rush was dominant. We did really well against the run because let's be clear, Mercer is a run first team and we stifled their ability to run the football 
overall, the defense was good. Don't get me wrong. This is not a, a harsh critique on the defense. Overall, I think the defense was good. There are just some things I think that we can improve upon. Defensive secondary looked okay. Um, definitely had some standouts there that we'll get into. And then, I mean, we didn't see a lot of the kick game, but, um, I mean, we looked okay in the kick game as well. Um, Anders Carlson put a couple of them into the end zone. Um, the the couple of punts, I think we what one or two punts in the game, both of them were decent, yeah. like nothing mm-hmm. too bad there. So overall, I think we did well and looking forward to seeing what we do going up into the future. Treat your boys. Chill Boys Underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys Underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys Underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. With that, let's get into the player of the game. The people have voted. The people have spoken. And your player of the game against the Mercer Bears is... We've retired Mike's drum roll. Let's just get into yeah, it. Yeah. Robbie Ashford. <laughs> Slander in my drum roll. <laughs> Hill. <laughs> Robbie Ashford is your player of the game, going throwing four for seven, 100 yards, six carries for 68 yards. Very dynamic in this game. Congrats to the young man. I think it's safe to say we'll be seeing, continue to see a lot of of him moving forward. Mike G, you have been very adamant in saying publicly here and as well as on other platforms that there were going to be some packages worked in for Robbie Ashford. Thoughts on what you saw with those packages, those opportunities, and the oppor- and Robbie Ashford taking advantage of those opportunities? Uh, I would like to start this by saying uh, I think it's time that we start taking Harson at his word when he says stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, everything this man told us in all the three interviews I can not deal with him in the lead-up to the season, all of it has been true. Like, 100% exactly what he said it was going to be. So a lot of the it's kind of refreshing to not have to read between the lines and wonder if it's coach speak or is he trying to throw us off or what? He said Keith will call plays, Keith will call plays. Uh, I saw a lot of good comments on social media last night about the play calling. People seemed to like that. He said there would be packages for Robbie. He said, hey, guys, you can play more than one quarterback. And people were speculating about what that really meant. And it was exactly that because it, we weren't four drives into the game before we saw Robbie Ashford. Right. So I I would say, hey, listen, he told us this would happen. So I wasn't surprised um, because they have been in our conversations with the staff. They have been really forthcoming with us in terms of, you know, this is what we're trying to do. This is what we hope to do. And here's who here's who's going to have a chance to do it. Now, uh, this was about what I expected to be for Robbie. Um, He is just too good of an athlete to not let him use his legs, to try to turn him into only a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Robbie Ashford is an elite athlete. Elite. And if you want to know how elite, watch him hand the ball to Tank and then beat ball Tank down the field to throw a block for Tank. Right. Flew through there like a rocket. I was like, what? Who does that? Mm-hmm. Insane. It was a pretty good block, too. He put Buddy on his butt. So, that being said... um. They gave him a chance to throw the ball. And by the time they gave him a chance to throw the ball, everybody was thinking run. 
Robbie Asher's in the game. We got we to watch it. And he dropped back there and put a dime on Javaris Johnson, which was exactly what he needed to do. Now, if you're Harson, yeah. you're thinking, all right, I'm easing you in. I have a veteran quarterback, but I'm easing this young guy in that provides a different dynamic, and I'm letting him get a chance to see, prove why he deserves more of those passes. This is the way you're supposed to do it, guys. So all the irrational, I don't, you know, if TJ starts – uh, we're going to win four games. I like We never harped on that. It seemed like people just want us to tear this young man down. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter because his play on the field is going to decide whether he stays out there or not. Right. Unlike right. in the past. Right. So if you wonder why we got different energy for him, it's because he, he got benched a lot earlier. <laughs> right. Which is what it should be. Right. So I think Robbie took advantage of his opportunities. And, you know, he only threw seven passes, guys. He connected on four of them, and he connected on some big ones. Now, he fired a missile at, I think it was Damar Elston or one of the running backs. Probably yeah. could have took a little bit off of it, yeah. right? You know, if I'm being, you know, if I'm critiquing him. And I think he, I think he saw, talked about that in fall camp. He, yeah, he, yeah. he talked about, he talked about, you know, throwing a catchable pass. Which yeah, yeah, is something yeah. you labored, belabored last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you got to take something off that ball. Your running backs are running backs. They're not receivers. <laughs> Help yeah. them out a little bit and put some touch on the ball. Uh, and then the deep ball that he underthrew that ended up turning into a P.I. Um, I, I mean, I'm in between on that. I just didn't think it was a very good pass. So ultimately, I think Robbie Ashford took advantage of the few opportunities that they gave him. Uh, the long run, he showed off his athleticism on that run down the sideline. I was, man, I thought he was going to get by that last dude. He took a really good angle at him. Yeah, I was like, for a second, I was like, oh, man, is he going to house this one? That would be crazy. Um, but he proved why you have to you you have to have plays for him moving forward. No matter how you use him, you got to get him on the field to throw defenses off. He is the ultimate curveball. And when you have a true dual threat, you make the defense play you a little bit more honest. And if they cheat on anything, and you got a guy who can run and throw, you've got a day. You it changes the whole dynamic of your offense. So I like what I saw from Robbie Ashford. Uh, to your point, Caesar, um, it was just one of those things where we were always going to see him yesterday. The question was going to be, do they give T.J. Finley a whole half? And then we see Robbie, depending on how the game is going. I think based on how it went, it was pretty clear he was going to get in in the first quarter no matter what. Right. Right. So Harson said that would happen. It happened. I like this. I like what this coaching staff is doing. There's lots of room for improvement, but – Yesterday, I thought, was a good start. Um, they got some good things on tape to build on for next week. Blaine Howell says, Cam Riley is my player of the game. I like this he led, he led the team in, in tackles, 15. He had a great night. He was all over the place, near the ball. I was very pleased with what I saw to Cam Riley. I mean, C, C and I talked about this before, and, and we agreed. I think Tank is the player of the game, man. Uh, 16 rushes for 147 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, and another electric run that got called back on a holding. Like, yeah, yeah. Tank was doing work yesterday, and I and so he, let me let me say this. I love Jarquez Hunter. This is not an indictment on Jarquez Hunter of what I'm about to say. Can mm-hmm. we slow down on Jarquez is better than Tank? Okay, yeah, all right. Can we slow down on that a little bit? <laughs> I was like, oh, be careful with the Jarquez Hunter slander. I'm but not yeah, slandering him right. at all. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I keep you're seeing right. people right. say Jarquez Hunter is a better <laughs> running back than Tank. He, I'm like, where? 
Yeah. Tank is one of the best running backs in the country. Tank's and I'm different. saying Jarquez Hunter is really, really good. Tank's He's not different. Tank Bigsby, man. Tank is different. Yeah. He just, he, I mean, bro, he just, he does stuff that Jarquez, I think, is a stronger back. That I think that's clear by his weight room. I think Jarquez Hunter is a more decisive back when it comes to, like, finding the creases between the tackles. But Tank is a, there's nothing there, and this steal could be a home run. Jarquez ain't that. Jarquez is daylight and I'm gone. Tank yeah. is, uh, this ain't going, oh, oh, oh. It's just different when you see Tank out there, man. I'm just yeah. like, the boy just different, man. I'm sorry. Like, and again, I, that's not a slight at Jarquez. That's not saying Jarquez isn't a good, I'm just saying, let's slow down on he's better than Tank Bixby. A little bit. B. Will's forehead says, these people calling for TJ's head won't say a word next week if Robbie throws two picks. Hope TJ gets it fixed up, but if not, we got someone we can rely on. B, my question is, well, how do you think Harson handles this next week? The same? You think he takes a similar approach against uh, San Jose State as he did against Mercer? Or what, what does he do? Like, How much of Robbie do we see is it the same approach or a little bit different? What do you think? I think it's probably very similar. And the reason it's very similar is I rewatched trying to capture the game again. Um, guys, TJ Finley looked awesome before he threw the first pick. He did. He looked awesome. Like the, the picks have now colored our memory collectively during the game. Right. So I'm on social media reacting with everybody else. I'm like, man, those are bad picks. I, re- I went back and rewatched. His throws were fantastic. The The pace at which he got the ball out of his hands was great. I saw every bit of the command that the coaches praised him for with the offense. It was there. He was, that was the best quarterbacking I've seen at Auburn in like 16 years or something. Man, I, I don't even, it was every bit of, I get it now. That's why you tab that guy. I see. I see it. Unfortunately, he created a dilemma mm-hmm. with those yeah. picks. He created more competition than Rob, Robbie Ashwood was going to get on the field no matter what. He was going to play no matter what. He was going to get some drives to command the offense in full in the Mercer game no matter what. And Coach Harson said in the postgame, he said, well, both quarterbacks did good things. TJ Finley did look good until he did. Right. Uh, is the, the the two things, the, the mistakes that he made, are they fixable? I thought one was uh, you didn't see him, and the second one was uh, you didn't put enough on that throw. Shed streaking up, the safety's coming down to, to, to cut underneath. And really, if he goes over and above, which I know he has the arm to do, it's not like he doesn't have the arm to make that throw, then that's a touchdown to Shed with, and he's, Shed's got his guy on his back, and it doesn't matter. So what I expect them to do going forward is, all right, TJ, Here's where you messed up. We're going to give you a chance to go out there and do this again. Because what I saw with that offense with TJ commanding in the first quarter plus, I think that's what Harson is going for with offense in general and how he wants the quarterback position to be played. So him seeing that goes, all right, that's what I wanted to see, but you can't do that anymore. And you get another shot at it. I, I think Mercer was another, it was a scrimmage essentially. And I think that's how the coaches were treating it. This was a scrimmage. We weren't in danger of losing the game or else we would have just kept our ones in there the whole time and, you know, scored more points and kept them from scoring points. So 
he's going to give them a chance to do the exact same thing. I don't think when Robbie gets out there early in the game, next game, though, it's going to just be all runs. That's the difference. I think he's going to give him a earlier shot to throw the ball, to command the full offense. And let's say <laughs> the, the position could be up for grass for Penn State this game. And if TJ had not thrown those interceptions, I don't think it would be. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Yeah, I just want to add, he looked awesome until he didn't, was the last quarterback's problem. Right, so he can't do yeah. that, and this was and this was Mercer. I disagree. This, this I, was Mercer. I disagree. The last the gr- quarterback just looked up and down a lot. I, I disagree with. Hold on, B. I I give you a moment to retort. Go, okay. Keep going, Mike. The wild plays looked wow, and the bad plays looked bad. But this was Mercer, so that highlights that again. Those throws were not just bad; they were terrible. I don't think that can be understated. And it does. It completely negates what you did earlier in the game because those turnovers led to points for the other team. And against Georgia and Ole Miss and Alabama, those are game killers. And it's all anybody's going to talk about. And like it or not, that's fair. That's playing quarterback in the SEC. That's what separates good teams from great teams. So I watched Stetson Bennett go out there and make none of those mistakes. Against what a lot of people thought was a top 10, 11 team. <laughs> ah, right? Now that put that put the brakes to him. But like, I guess my point is, is is that you can't like, I mean, I'm just I just want to make sure we're we're keeping the same energy. I think that he'll still get a chance. Like, listen, I'm not in the he is where somebody can always improve. They can. But is he going to have enough time to do it? Because you definitely right. can't go out there and do that again. Listen, if he go, if he does that against San Jose State, this is not even a conversation. Right, and that's why you yeah. give him the opportunity to do it again. Right, right. To see yeah. if it's the norm or if it was an exception. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, I, like I said, the, we, I was clear before the season that the leash would be short. It was always going to be short. So yeah. you got a chance, and you went out there, and you made some mistakes that you can't make. And when I cut the film last night, God, it was heightened by the fact that there was a perfect pocket on both. Yeah. Yeah. On both. I mean, it was a clean pocket. There was no reason to make those throws other than you just didn't see the defender there. And I'm like, okay, in my mind, I'm thinking, how long is it going to take for it to click? Like, because um, you got this guy who provides a different dynamic and makes everybody on, on difference play on defense play you different. So he's got to improve quickly. Um, because I don't, I just don't, I I just don't see how you can go out, you can't do that again. Let me just put it on. You can't do that again. And, 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 and the fact that you put yourself in a you-can't-do-that-again position in game one is tough. Yeah. It's tough, especially when there's somebody behind you who can actually take the job, unlike previous years. So, I mean, I, I think the totality of the situation is what heightens the urgency for him to show improvement quickly and not make mistakes. I mean, he's got to protect the football. That's any quarterback, though. I mean, protect the football. This was Mercer. So, right. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not saying, 
We're not saying different things, though. What we're, what I'm saying is, as we have given the benefit of the doubt to TJ as somebody who had never gotten starter reps, never been prepared to be a starter, this was the first time he was prepared to be a starter. If there's any time I want to see you actually have some some growing pains, it's the first time you step into this position. Yes, it was Mercer. What I'm encouraged by was, unlike the first guy, which is I didn't like the guy, the, the comparison with the, with uh, Bo from last year, Bo made the exact same mistakes over three years, and if I press you, you're going to look silly. TJ's mistake was not pressure, which means it was a mental mistake. It wasn't an ingrained in me, this is how I'm always going to react every time this happens. It can be fixed. They were trying to fix uh, who Bo was and still is in Oregon. He still got the same problems. Okay, good. You're done. We know who you are. TJ, eight games as a starter is still not enough for me to know. I agree with you, though. I'm not going to give you more than the San Jose State game to get it right, but I think he, you do give him the San Jose State game to I, I get it right. That's all I'm saying. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hawks. I, I just need to brace everybody for the fact that that's probably going to be the case, too. Yeah. Again, right. Mike said it in when he made his opening statements today. If you take Carson at his word, which I believe at this point you kind of have to, mm-hmm. he said in the post-game presser, TJ is our starting quarterback right now. Correct. Post-game. Right. TJ is our starting quarterback right now. Right. TJ, unless something crazy happens during practice this week, will start the game against San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's okay for that to happen, and people just need to be okay with the. And to, to Brian's point, TJ's stuff is fixable. Hey, man, you can't make that throw in this scenario. If he continues to make those same mistakes, you say, okay, this is a pattern. This is now you are. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I so, mean, what, yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, my point is just he's in do or die for San Jose State, in my mind. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. Oh, because for, you, yeah, cause, cause you, can, cause you can't go out there and do that. And I think yeah. that the reason he's doing do or die un, uh, highlights how bad those mistakes were yesterday. For sure. Right. So, um, you know, you just got it. This is, you know, mo- a lot of quarterbacks don't get this many chances. There are quarterbacks on the bench at other schools. Hell, that's why Robbie came here. Right. Yeah. Because he wasn't getting a shot to show this at Oregon. <laughs> we wanted to break up. So, like, I mean, in my mind, I'm just thinking, young man, it is year three. You got on the field at LSU. You got on the field at Auburn last year. It is the that is the totality of about one year starts of game, just under a year, right? And now you're in year three, and you've just got you've just got to show the improvement, man. Your chances in life in this arena are so far few between. Sometimes for some guys, step up now, step up now. But look, before we go, guys, how good does it feel to know that we have more than one quarterback we can turn to? Yeah, I'm not writing Calzada off in case of emergency, by the way. <laughs> like, but that's a, but yeah. I'm saying that's a full encompassing question because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about him as well. Like mm-hmm. in years past, if the number one guy that's been built up wasn't it. And I think that's why a lot of people have reverted back to just doom and gloom of if it's if it's this guy, then the season's doomed. We're winning four or five games because there was literally no one to turn to. I don't think that's the case under this coaching staff. Did anybody notice all three of the quarterbacks up on the sideline engaged in the game? Yeah. Yeah. All three of them. All three of them were up on the sideline engaged in the game, talking to each other. Like, I mean, come on, man. This is a very different feel to this team. I really like I like that Calzada was up talking to Robbie and those guys and, you know what I mean, and engaged in the game rather than sitting on the end of the bench sulking. 